It is an absolute joy to be in the house of the Lord, to worship him. What a great and glorious God he is. And it's just an honor to be able to be here with you to worship him. Daryl Bridges to come and do our mission moment. We thank him and the scouts for doing scouting for food yesterday, and he's going to give us an update on that. Thank you, Wesley. Um, yesterday, uh, I hope most of you had door hangers on your doors from uh, Saturday a week ago and, and had bags on your doorknobs for the scouts to pick up yesterday. Uh, if you didn't, you can still bring those bags to the church if you feel led to give to our food pantry. We pretty much filled our food pantry up yesterday. Uh, we got... 2,300, a little over 2,300 pounds of food, uh, of that food. Uh, we sorted through it and uh, made sure all the dates were good and we had about 260 pounds of expired food and we passed that along to the master's house up on uh, uh, 226 and, and so they, and they will go through it and use it as if it is most of it will all be good and so it was not uh, discarded uh, and and that's an opportunity for us to minister to other people that are not here at our church but and it was exciting to see all the food come in miss Ellen was there and and she was talking about how the scouts were uh, just she could see the excitement in there but you had to see the Cub Scouts uh, as they went door to door uh, picking up bags. One of the parents said, they heard one of the kids say, this is like a treasure hunt. <laughs> uh, I say amen to that. It was a treasure indeed to see those young uh, boys and, and, and the young men that were with us helping to put the food on the shelves, excited about doing a service to their community. This is what we're all about as, as Boy Scouts and as as our church, we, we have had a Boy Scout troop for 75 plus years. And I know that we've been doing scouting for food since 1989. We have ribbons in the Scout Hut that go back to uh, uh, 1989. I don't know exactly when scouting for food started. Uh, it was an Eagle Project originally, I think in the state of Texas. One of the Scouts in Texas had uh, did this an Eagle Project. This expanded to nationwide. And so we've been doing it for several years, but we're, uh, we're very blessed to have uh, this ministry through our church. I, I would ask that anybody that was involved with the Scouts and the Cub Scouts yesterday to please stand. And even if you weren't here with 117, we had, thank you, if you see that, we had over um, 32 scouts and parents helping with this event yesterday. Uh, and there's maybe four of those scouts, Cub Scouts that are members of this church. They must, they're not present here today. But so that shows you how many lives that we are able to touch through our scouting ministry and, and through over the 75 years that we've had that, uh, it, it's been a great ministry for our church. And so we are thankful that the church has continued to sponsor us. And we're, we're thankful that we have an opportunity to do things like scouting for food to give back to, to our church and our community uh, that 
uh, and, and that y'all continue to support us, and we thank you for that. Um, I, uh, I, let's just go to a time of prayer, and then we'll go into our worship service now. Lord, we thank you so much for the opportunity that we had yesterday to go out into our community and to, and to uh, collect food, to fill our food pantry. We know that the need is so very great for our food pantry, Lord, and, and our people in our community. Uh, and, and we just thank you for the harvest that we had yesterday, Lord. And we, and we thank you for all the people that gave, all the people that served, Lord. And we just ask that you just to take this food, Lord, and just to uh, use it to... Uh, feed the needy in our community and give us opportunities to show our love to people as as they have come if they come to our church lord lord and have so that we have an opportunity to minister to those lord lord we just thank you for this time that we have today and this place that we have to come together lord and and to worship you lord lord I, i've had a song in my head all morning uh and and the song i don't know all the words lord but uh, it talks about being overwhelmed, and I just hope that we all are overwhelmed in worship today, Lord, and we just lift up this service to you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. You'll find the words to our first song of praise this morning in your bulletin. Please stand as we sing How Great Is Our God.
most of you I saw on Wednesday night when we did the shoebox shuffle, and did we not have an awesome time filling up those shoeboxes? And all of you I saw taking time to pick out just a special gift to go in your box. And then we had a special prayer over them. You know, we packed 56 boxes on Wednesday night, and that's awesome for the children and the families that are going to get that box. And then yesterday, I watched the Cub Scouts and all the Big Scouts pack food. Wow, I've never seen so many groceries in all my life in one place. But it was wonderful. But we're coming up on a celebration this week, aren't we? What is Thursday? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. It is, and what a special time that is. And I have a verse for us first. And the verse today is from Psalm 118. Verse 1, give thanks to the Lord because he is good. His faithful love continues forever. And we have Thanksgiving now. We have such a big family and we have lots of food to eat. But long time ago when they had Thanksgiving, that the pilgrims, they just had corn. That's what they usually ate because that's what they grew. So on my plate... You see five ears of corn, and I know everybody at the back can't see, but there are five little ears of corn. But these are corn we can eat. This is not like corn on the cob that's not been cooked yet. So I want to tell you about the five little ears of corn. All right, the first ear, the first kernel of corn is because God loves you. He thinks you are so special. He just puts his arms around you every day, and he just hugs you so tight. And then the second ear of corn, Colonel, is for the people in your house that love you. Your mom and your dad and your grandparents and your aunts, everybody that might be with you on Thanksgiving Day, they love you so much. And then there's another group of people that loved you a lot, and that's your friends. And I know you have bunches of friends because I see you with them on Wednesdays. And I see them with you today at Sunday school. So we have parents and family and we have friends. Then our fourth kernel of corn is because God gives us everything we need. We don't need a lot. We want a lot. But our needs are very simple. And God provides those needs for us. And then the last little kernel of corn is for something we've been talking about every week, prayer. When we go to God in our simple little way and say, thank him, he listens. And he wants to hear our prayers every day. And remember, we talked about that. They don't have to be fancy. They just have to be us talking to God. And I learned a real simple prayer a long time ago. I have a special aunt, and they have a special prayer that they used to say, and I want to say it for you. It's, we thank you, Lord, for happy hearts, for rain and sunny weather. We thank you, Lord, for this our food, and that we can share together. So I hope come Thanksgiving Day, that you share with all your family and friends, and you remember that God has provided and God gives, and he loves you. Can we pray? Dear Lord, we bless these children. 
We bless these families that they come from. And we hope on this week, this celebration of Thanksgiving, that they will remember to say thank you. Keep them safe, Lord, because they are so special and we love them so dearly. In your son's name, amen. The corn. Please stand as we sing hymn number 636. join me in prayer this morning. Father, we thank you this morning and praise you for being a good God, a loving God, and a holy God. Father, we now come to you, to the one whose wisdom is unsearchable. And Father, we struggle with words to express the gratitude we feel for all that you have done. You have given us yourself and your son, Jesus Christ, and you have, longed us you have loved us long before we were even aware of you. You have been gracious to us in our sin, not counting it against us. You've provided for our needs. You've given us friends and family, the things that we need. You've blessed us with a wonderful country in which to live. And Father, we pray that you would teach us more about what it means to be thankful. May our hearts overflow with all the good things that you have given us. 
We pray for those today, Lord, who are in need of this food that has been collected. We pray for those today that are in need of a home. We pray for the refugees that are constantly in the news, Father, that our hearts are mindful of. We pray for them. We pray for their basic needs. We pray that you would give our country and many others wisdom and knowledge to know how to handle the crisis that is before us. Father, give us in the United States wisdom to know how to handle other issues that go unresolved within our world today. Issues of race, issues of class, issues of poverty. Father, we ask for wisdom for our leaders. Lord, we pray for those overseas, Lord, both our military and our missionaries. We pray for their protection, for their safety. We pray for fruitfulness on behalf of our missionaries, that, Lord, that as you provide the, their basic needs, that, Father, that you would bless them as they seek to share the good news about the love of Jesus Christ. Father, we ask today that you would meet us here at the point of our need. Lord, you know what that need is in each of our lives. Father, some are very personal. Lord, some of us, it may be a new job, a better job, or a job. Lord, I ask that you would speak to the hearts of each one of us here in this place today. Father, we welcome your spirit. May we leave here today saying it's good to have been in God's house. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you'll notice in your bulletin, there is a Thanksgiving reading, and I'll be reading what's in the light print, and we'll ask you to read what is in the, the bold print. Sing to the Lord all the earth and share the news of his saving work every single day. Declare God's glory among the nations, his, his wondrous works among all people. For great is the Lord and worthy of praise. He is to be revered above all gods. For the gods of the nations are merely gods, but it is God who created the heavens. Greatness and grandeur surround him. Strength and beauty are in his dwelling. O nations of the world, recognize the Lord. Recognize that the Lord is glorious and strong. Give to God the glory he deserves, and bring your offering and come to worship him. Bow down to the Lord in his holy splendor. Tremble before him, all the earth. For he set the world firmly in place, it won't be shaken. Let the heavens be glad, let the earth rejoice, and let the nations say, the Lord rules. Let, let the sea and everything in it glory. Let, let the fields and their crops burst forth in joy. Let the trees of the forest rustle with praise before the Lord, for he is coming to establish justice on earth. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Let us praise the Lord together as we sing hymn number 640. Please stand. Let all be 
Please join me in a word of prayer. God, thank you for this beautiful day to worship you alongside my brothers and sisters in Christ. Please help us not to forget to thank you. It's so easy to get caught up in the dinners, the family time, the football, and the Black Friday shopping. Let's forget to thank you. These are all good things, but they should not cause us to forget to thank you. We are, thank we are thankful for you graciously providing them to us in addition to the many blessings you gift us with. Please be with the homeless and the needy in the upcoming holiday season and keep them well-fed and warm. Please help us not to forget to help them in the midst of the hectic holiday season. Also, please be with the families that have lost a loved one in the past year. The holiday season can be an especially difficult time. It can be hard to adjust to the holidays without your loved one. But most importantly, please help us to show your love to others and help us to remember, no matter how bad we mess up or our situation, you always love us and be there for us. And for that, we thank you with our, our friends in place. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
be reading Psalm 66, verses 1 through 9. If you'd like to follow along, it's roughly in the middle of your Bible. I think it's on uh, page 499 in the Pew Bible. Let's see where it is in mine. Shout with joy to God, all the earth. Sing the glory of his name. Make his praise glorious. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. So great is your power that your enemies cringe before you. All the earth bows down to you. They sing praise to you. They sing praise to your name. Come and see what God has done. How awesome his works in man's behalf. He turned the sea to dry land. They passed through the waters on foot. Come, let us rejoice in him. He rules forever by his power. His eyes watch the nations. Let not the rebellious rise up against him. Praise our God, O peoples. Let the sound of his praise be heard. He has preserved our lives and kept our feet from slipping. <coughs>
beautiful piece this morning, and thank you, uh, Sherry Cox. I know Roger, Roger, you did well as well on that. Uh, but uh, I want to thank, as always, I want to thank Sherry for uh, her assistance. Is she back in the choir? Oh, she's, oh, where's, okay. Anyway, wait. thank you, Sherry, for, uh, uh, for filling in this morning. We want to continue to be in prayer for uh, Ken Daves and Cheryl, as Ken is now in Mount Holly. Receiving some rehabilitation uh, from his recent mild stroke, and so we want to uh, be in prayer for them as we as they continue to rehab. Sherry, I just thanked you. Okay, <laughs> um, couldn't find you there for a minute, but and also Vicky Whitfield, thank you for your uh, leading this morning the choir. You know, as we move into this Thanksgiving week, uh, we have much to be thankful for. Many of you and us in this place today, including my family, we are grateful for a new community and a new church family that has welcomed us in with loving arms, and uh, we very much appreciate that. And, you know, the wife Renee now has a new job at Lowe's and Gaffney. Uh, Aiden is doing well with his schoolwork, and we're just so excited and just so pleased with that. Um, I've been honored to be your pastor, and as we move into the Thanksgiving season and to Christmas, we look forward to celebrating Advent with you and all the things that the Lord has in store for us in 2016. Uh, it truly is a blessing to be here, and uh, the limits or the potential that this church has for ministry and for growth is just is, is, uh, unbelievable. I'm also aware of today, though, as we think about all the things that we are grateful for, that there are many who are struggling within our community. This last week in our food pantry, and Ellen and Wesley could help me if my numbers are wrong here, but I think we served around, for the last 20 days, we served close, close to around 317 people and I believe this included uh, roughly about 100 different families just in the last 20 days. Now, yes, it may have helped that they had heard that we had a ham in there. That may have helped some as well. But nevertheless, the need is present within our community. Uh, Wesley was telling me this week that uh, roughly around 100 families, well, that was just recently, but 500 families last year in a, in a year's time, around 500 families and 2,000 people approximately came through and benefited from our food pantry. So all of those, all of you who gave to that over the course of the weekend, we say thank you. And you'll have another opportunity if you want to bring a can items with you to the community Thanksgiving service on Tuesday night. There will be bins in the vestibule, in the lobby out front, and you can drop those off there as well. But uh, yes, we may have plenty of food over the next few weeks. However, as you have just heard, this food can go down very quickly. And so we thank you again for your faithful uh, assistance with that. Our country, as we talk about our community, we have much to be thankful for. We have some that are, that are struggling right now. As we think about our country, we have many issues that go unresolved, many things that we're wrestling with as a country. Our response to terror being number one, our response to refugees. We still are struggling economically in many ways. We have health care issues that are trying to be resolved that we're still dealing with each, each week, each month. We have family issues that continue to confront us. We have race relation issues. And some may ask, how can we enter into a spirit of thanksgiving with all of these serious issues, some of which visit our home, and then if we are not touched by them indirectly or directly, we are touched by them indirectly through what we're hearing and reading in the news. Some may want to call for a freeze, a suspension, a delay of Thanksgiving, and say, let's wait till things improve, and then we'll celebrate Thanksgiving. Yet throughout history, people 
have thanked God in times like ours, and one of them was the author of Psalm 66, who thanked the Lord for the past, the present, and for the future. I'm going to ask a question, and then I'm going to read the first three verses that was just read a moment ago. And the question is this, to what extent did these verses describe your life this last week? The first three verses. A 10 being that this, these first three verses summarized your life this last week, with a 1 being your life did not resemble anything that is read in these first three verses. Let's read them again. Shout joyfully to God all the earth. Sing the glory of his name. Make his praise glorious. Say to God, how awesome are your works. Because of the greatness of your power, your enemies will have feigned obedience to you. If your life resembles a 10 in your response to these first three verses, I would invite you to come up here and maybe you could share some things that maybe I can't this morning. Maybe you should preach the sermon. Um, but if, if we're all honest, we may say we are somewhere more in the middle, and if we are down on that lower end, then we are in need of this sermon this morning. Psalm 66 challenges us to thank God for the past, to thank God for the past. If you'll notice in verses 5 and 6, the author writes, Come and see the works of God, or what God has done. Who is awesome in his deeds toward the sons of men? He turned the sea into dry land, and they passed through the river on foot. There let us rejoice in him. Moses reminds us in Exodus 14, 21, where he writes, Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord swept the sea back by a strong east wind all night and turned the sea into dry land, so the waters were divided. We also see this echoed in Joshua 3:16 with the crossing of the Jordan River. You know, Israel was grateful for its heritage. It was grateful for the things that it had, they had seen the Lord done in their midst. The patriarchs who took God at his word and stepped out in faith. The prophets who courageously spoke the word of God. And the psalmist who sang songs of praise on dark days. It's hard to sing a song of praise on, on a dark day, is it not? Every Christian can thank God for the events of the past. We think about our own heritage. We think about... Uh, Christ and his life, his birth, which we will begin uh, to remember and to celebrate and to reflect upon over these next few weeks. We reflect upon his life, his persecution, his suffering, his death, and his resurrection. And we are thankful as we think about the past, as we think about such things. Paul reminds us with his pen in 2 Corinthians 5.10, he writes, God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ not counting men's sins against them. You and I can be thankful for our Christian heritage. As we reflect upon and remember uh, the events that shaped our faith, we also are reminded of those who labored faithfully to transmit the gospel, which you and I have the freedom to read. We're thankful for the founders of our churches and for the founder of this church many years ago. We're thankful for grandparents and parents who modeled what it means to, to be Christ-like and what Christianity means. We, we are thankful for faithful pastors and Sunday school teachers and leaders in our faith. We're thankful for a friend who told us about Christ. We can say, thank you, Lord, for the past. As I reflected on my own past, I, I couldn't help but be drawn. This was, I mentioned this to the men in Bible study this morning to some words of Paul in Philippians 3. And uh, I'm going to turn there. But as I, as I share that, I think about my own past and I think about the fact that you know, um, I was raised in a Christian home. I went to a Christian school. 
I had great opportunities growing up in youth group, went to a wonderful Christian school across the street. Some of you may have heard of it, uh, Garden Web, and uh, it was just a wonderful time. I had service opportunities through an organization called Focus while I was there, went on mission trips, uh, felt the Lord calling me into ministry while I was there at Garden Web. Didn't go there for the, uh, specifically because I was already called, but while I was there, I felt the call to ministry. The Lord blessed me with uh, many years, about 10 in youth ministry and a few as pastor and denominational leader. Let me run back to youth because I think they have a lock-in coming up late December. You know, I even did lock-ins. I mean, that's got to count for something in my past, right? Uh, staying up all night. So, you know, I have all these wonderful things in my past that have brought me to this point today as pastor at Bowling Springs Baptist Church. But let's read something that Paul said here. He said in Philippians 3, I put no confidence in the flesh, although I myself might have confidence even in the flesh. If anyone else has a mind to put more confidence in the flesh, I far more. Circumcised the eighth day of the nation of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, as to the law of Pharisee, as to zeal a persecutor of the church, as to the righteousness which is in the law found blameless. But whatever things were gained to me, those things I have counted as loss for the sake of Christ. For more than that, I count all things to be loss in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, whom I have suffered the loss of all things. And I count them but rubbish that I may gain Christ. All these things in my past and Paul's past are great, but we count them all as loss for the sake of knowing Christ Jesus, our Lord. I'm thankful for the opportunities in my past, but I joined Paul in saying, but whatever things were gained to me, again, those things I have counted loss for the sake of Christ Jesus. This Thanksgiving, let us spend more time reflecting on the things that have shaped us, the things that have made us who we are today. Let us spend more time reflecting on the past. Psalm 66 also challenges us to thank God for the present. If you look in verses 8 and 9, he writes, the psalmist writes, Blessed, Bless our God, O peoples, and sound his praise abroad, who keeps us in life and does not allow our feet to slip. Let me ask you this question. What is God doing in your life right now, today? How is he moving? How is he working? You may not say, well, he's not doing that much. Well, let me just say this. You have breath in your lungs. You have some food in your pantry. You have shelter. Most of you have family and friends. I'm thankful today for a church, for a people that our family has gotten to know over the last six months. I'm thankful for the potential that we have for growth and for ministry. I'm thankful for a wonderful facility that sits here debt-free, that stands ready to be used for God's glory and for his kingdom. I'm thankful for people who have a heart for the less fortunate in our community through a food pantry. I'm thankful for many of you who have donated items to our Operation Christmas Child shoeboxes or have prepared your own box that you have donated. I'm thankful for all of those within our community that have brought boxes here as we have served as a collection site. What was the final numbers, Wesley, yesterday up to this point? It's 2,800 boxes that have been delivered, uh, many, of, many of which you have given, but other churches have, have donated hundreds of boxes over the course of or these, this last few weeks. Um, I'm thankful for a prayer shawl ministry that comes alongside of those who are going through a very difficult time and lifting them up to the Lord in prayer and uh, have knit for them a special uh, shawl that they have prayed over. I'm thankful for a wonderful music ministry and its leaders. I'm thankful for a women's group that's continuing to grow, not only in different Sunday school classes, but also uh, that meets weekly now and uh, for the many who are faithfully serving with that group. 
Again, all things that God is doing right now in our midst for our youth and our children and how many of them are having the desire to grow and to learn and to have opportunities for service. I'm thankful for new deacons, four that were ordained just a few weeks ago, for our children and our youth who are coming to faith in Christ. I'm thankful for the compassion of the church universal that in the midst of our struggles, both here at home and around the globe, people are giving up comfort to go and to serve others in very uncomfortable circumstances. I'm thankful today that God is calling youth. He's calling young people. He's calling adults that have been pursuing other careers. He's calling them into ministry. He's calling them to serve. He's doing that right now, and he may be doing that in some of you this morning. I'm thankful that God is alive and well, and he's using his people right at this very moment all across the world to share his light and his message of hope that's found in a relationship with Jesus Christ. But not only am I thankful for the past and for the present, as the author is here in Psalms, but he also leads us and reminds us to be thankful for our future. If you look back in verse 4, he says, All the earth will worship you and will sing praises to you. They will sing praises to your name. I hope you are able to thank God for your future. The author of Psalm 66 writes of the day when God will reign and the world will respond to him in worship. Though we may not be sure of all the details, we do know the end of the story. We do know that God's promises will be fulfilled and his purpose is completed. God is working in history to bring about his ultimate victory, and for that, we can be thankful. Another verse that echoes this future of which um, we should be thankful, found in Romans for this reason also, or excuse me, from Paul, uh, in um, Philippians, for this reason God has also ex highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, so that in the name of Jesus every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to glory of God the Father. We see one more verse, Psalm 30, 12. We may could find others, but uh, I thought this verse was, was worth mentioning. Um, that my glory may sing your praise and not be silent. O Lord my God, I will give thanks to you forever. We can be thankful for our future. Corey Tin Boone is quoted as saying, Never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. Let me ask you this morning, do you know where your future lies? Do you know in whom you have put your trust? Paul says in Romans that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. A very moving video that I came across this week as I was reflecting on this passage of Psalm 66 and thinking about how God is, how we need to be thankful for our past and the ways that God has worked for the present and the ways that God is working and for the ways that God will work in our future. Some of you may be familiar with the show on NBC called The Voice, but a, a young gentleman by the name of Jordan Smith sang a song that I think floored uh, Blake Shelton and, and the judges, and um, it was the room was dark and we didn't know what was coming, and all of a sudden, Jordan Smith broke out in a beautiful arrangement of Great is Thy Faithfulness on NBC's The Voice this week. Some of you may have seen that. And that song, I heard it earlier in the week, and that song has been on my mind all week, thinking about God's faithfulness in the midst of unanswered questions about our country and about our world today and the issues that we face both here at home and abroad, again, we begin to reflect. And so I, I thought about the verse that he did not sing, um, that 
that sings of this. It says, um, strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. I, think, I thought about another hymn as I was reflecting on this hymn and just enjoying some private time. I thought about the hymn that we're going to close with today, the hymn Blessed Assurance, and how the things in our past, in your past and in mine, the things that are presently shaping our lives are making up our story. And the chorus to the hymn Blessed Assurance goes like this, and you may um, feel free to sing along with me as we begin to close. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. Father, speak to our hearts as we stand and sing the hymn, Blessed Assurance. Lord, if there are those here today that need to put their faith and trust in you, Lord, I pray your spirit would speak to their hearts and that they would respond. Lord, if there are others here today that are struggling with different issues, Father, where they need prayer or they need to pray at the altar, I pray that they would feel the freedom to do that. If there are others who would like to unite with the body of Bowling Springs Baptist, Father, may you have your will and your way in this time as we stand and sing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
close today. Thank you, Max. I just want to say a short word of prayer for Jonathan Hinkle. He will be leaving in the morning for a trip with Burns High School and several other students uh, and adults to Italy and Greece. Uh, and we'll be back next Monday. Not, yeah, be back a week from Monday, I believe. And so let's close in a word of prayer, thanking God for our service today and asking for his safety as he travels. Father, we thank you for what you've done in this place today. Father, we lift up uh, Jonathan Hinkle, and we just ask for your uh, blessings on he, on him, on the, the team that is headed to Italy and to Greece. We ask for their safety. We, Father, we pray that this would truly be a life-changing experience for them to grow and learn uh, more about the wonderful world and cultures that you've created. And Father, we ask again, Lord, for safety and protection uh, for Jonathan, for his friends, and for the adults that will be traveling with this group. Lord, we thank you for opportunities to serve and to fellowship and to minister this evening. We ask for your blessings on that time as we gather this evening. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.